Gotta go fast! You're listening to Play for Tempo. Hearthstone in 30 minutes or less with Schwal and Steven Sensei. Oh, this is gonna be fun! And we're back. Um, we actually have things to talk about this week, Schwal. Yeah, yeah, there's actual news. Okay, but before actual news and actual Hearthstone stuff, we're recording a little bit later because you went and did magic stuff today. Yeah, I was uh, judging an Indistrad Midnight Hunt pre-release that went well. Okay, so what does, because I I don't know many people that have been able to go to in-person events, and magic being in-person again is obviously a very exciting thing for that player base. What does it look like for in-person events, at least in your area? Um, So for the store I go to, uh, you are required to wear a mask the whole time while you are not like actively drinking. Um, you uh, have to show proof of vaccination, and the maximum capacity is forty down from a hundred. <laughs> okay, so they're obviously able to spread people out a little bit and things yeah. like that. Um, also, they they installed more ventilation. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um. So now I I think of magic as a game where you're sitting face to face, fairly close to your opponent or your competitor um is there any greater distance there or are you or are you like putting up plastic shields between the two players or anything like that or uh no it's the same as always okay um but that's exciting and hopefully like everyone it wasn't a problem for anyone to comply with these what seem like reasonable restrictions for trying to open up and get back to life as normal no, this, the, like, when events first started up, there were, like, a couple of people who complained. But most of the people, most of the time, have been like, yeah, this is the sensible thing to do. This is the only way I'd want to come to events anyway. Like, So now, this was a pre-release for a new expansion set yep. for Magic? Indeed. And this is the, like, D&D-themed set, correct? No, no, the, that was last set. This is... um. Uh, folk horror themed okay kind of cool so th- it feels like we were talking about this D expansion not too long ago how often do magic expansions happen um there's uh four standard legal ones a year and then they have uh two or three more that are you know not standard legal and have different you know different fun things about them Okay, so so those are things that might fit into other formats of the game. So it would be like Hearthstone getting four releases a year and then maybe two like wild sets or mercenary sets or other things added in to the mix at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And magic is not cheap. What what does so when I, I when I remember playing physical card games, I remember that. Magic came in like a brick of like a box of kind of like starter decks. And then you would buy other boxes that had expansion packs. What does a box of cardboard cost these days? Uh, I think a box of 36 packs is a little over a hundred dollars. Okay. And is, is that, is that the like booster packs? Yeah, that's the booster packs. Wow. Okay, then. So, and I'm assuming one box is not enough if you're competitive. Uh, I only ever buy uh, single cards these days. Like I, 
I do not buy packs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean you're not trying to collect them all? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you had fun. I'm, I'm glad that it was a good event and that everything went well. So uh, that's been Magic Talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let's, let's talk some Hearthstone. So there's a tweet from Alec earlier this week. Coming this coming Tuesday, which would be the 21st. Yes. Uh, Tuesday, the 21st, yeah. there are going to be some nerfs and some buffs that are going to happen. Five nerfs to Warlock, Shaman, and Demon Hunter. Now that's five nerfs total between the three classes, as far yeah. as we know. There will be one card completely redesigned for Priest. There will be one card banned for Warlock. Interesting. And seven buffs across Hunter, Mage, and Warrior. Nerfs looking to slow things down even more. Buffs looking at recent archetypes that didn't hit the way that they wanted to them to. And it's a mix of light and medium level changes. That's a lot to unpack from a single tweet. Yeah. So, so let's if, start with re redesign. Yeah. Let's start with the easy one because the redesign is clearly Elusia. Like there is no other option. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask why, because I, I was playing a bunch in wild and I've been playing off and on between wild and standard. And I think I've seen Elusia played once in the last week or so of games I've had. So I don't understand what the problem is. So the thing Priest does right now with Elusia is they empty their hand, you know, get in a bunch of attacks and then play Elusia so that you have nothing in your hand so that you can't answer them. And then they just get another basically free attack. And that okay. will often close that's often the way Priest closes out games now. And that is just a miserable feeling to play against and I think they're going to redesign the card so that that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> okay. And by redesign, we mean that this, it, this could have number tweaks. This could adjust mana as well as health and attack, but it most likely is also going to address the actual text on the card. Yeah. I, I assume they change the actual text in a way that it doesn't mess with your opponent's hand at all. Like maybe it, Battle cry, give you a copy of your opponent's hand, discarded end of turn, or something along those lines. Something where it, you know, does something with your opponent, giving you the option to play your opponent's cards, but does not let you make your opponent so they can't play any cards. Or where you used to do the thing in Priest where you would play Elusia and then play a bunch of key cards out of their hands. Um, yeah. So the one time I did see Elusia this week, it was played against me and they played it and stole my completed quest reward that I didn't have enough mana to play on the turn. I completed the quest. So that sucked. Yep. Um, yep, they've also been doing that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Elusia, that takes care of the redesign. Yeah. I think everyone's in agreement that we are banning the demon seed because the card's too good. And even if they nerf it, it's probably still too good. Yeah, I like I think, you know, Lucy being the redesign is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure. I think the demon seed, it's like ninety nine percent that they banned the demon seed. Uh, like, yeah, I it's the only thing that makes sense in Warlock. Yeah. But the question is, 
what happens to the card? Because if they ban it, and they could go ban it just in wild. I but, assume that's the case. Okay, so you think it's just a ban for wild with then a redesign when it rotates out of standard? I assume that's the case, yes. Okay. Um, that'll be interesting. Because I was thinking if they ban it just across the board that it's banned in wild and standard, that seems like that would put them in a very problematic position. Yeah, I, I don't think it will be banned in standard. I think... I think there's a decent chance they also nerf it for standard, but um, the I don't think they can just leave it in wild at this point. It's it's clear that like there are just too many ways to build uh, warlock around that card. That like if you nerfed three other cards, the deck would probably still be the best deck, and like it doesn't even matter which three cards. And at that point, I think you just have to ban it. <laughs> okay. Then we move on to nerfs, and there's five of them. So, and they're coming Warlock, Shaman, and Demon Hunter. Let's go ahead and start with Shaman. Yeah, so Shaman is the easy one. It's Perpetual Flame. The card is simply too effective against board-based decks. They want people to play board-based decks. I think they probably move it to two mana, though it's possible they move it to three. Like, it is that good. Um, Yeah. Again, this one, I'm like 99% sure they nerf this card like yeah it's a it's a the problem with it it's it's an early board clear that if any deck that's trying to play on board right now is already struggling because of the way the meta looks and then exactly having shaman just go no you no longer have a board and you have no resources yeah it's that's feels bad yeah um it's possible they nerf another shaman card but i i doubt it i I think that's the one that stands out anyway yeah definitely uh demon Um, hunter so Demon Hunter's tricky. I think it's probably Glide, just because getting Glided is pretty unfun now that people are actually playing it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it it could be Brute. Uh, that's reasonably possible. But I think more likely Glide. Uh, yeah, Glide can be bad. Having your hand glided away when you're trying to set things up. I mean, it's a good counter against Seedlock, but... Yeah. Yeah. They probably um, just move it to five mana, but it's like it's possible they rework the the card. Yeah, like maybe just that you can only glide your own hand or like glide your own hand and outcast draw an extra two cards or something. Yeah, something like that. All right. Warlock again. So Warlock is the big boogeyman of the set currently. Yeah, uh, we're assuming seed lock gets banned in wild, but then nerfs to address it in standard. Yeah, there's the quest. There's the rod. There's backfire and there's uh, touch. Touch of the Nathrazine. Yeah. Yeah. Rod seems like the most likely. Yeah, definitely. mainly because the fact that you're drawing so many cards, because, you know, if you go rod and then you're playing things like backfire and on the next turn, you're then discounting everything in your hand. Yeah. Um, Rod is very clearly a conditional Emperor Thorazon that has multiple ticks available to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to draw your hand any, your draw a bunch of cards anyway. I agree. That seems the most likely, but backfire could also go up. In mana, you could also have backfire 
do more damage, but like I don't know. I the problem is if they mess with the damage, it like it makes the quest easier to complete. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I I think they rod is very very likely like ninety percent. I think like quest or backfire or touch. I honestly I think they probably nerfed two of the three of those. Uh, I. Uh, it's up in the air which ones it could be any of them yeah and it quite frankly could because again we're looking at seven or no sorry we're looking at five different nerfs again across three classes yeah so if there's only one out of shaman and one out of demon hunter then that means we have three coming out of warlock yeah i think you know Two Shaman, two Warlock is possible, but unlikely. I don't think there's a second card in Demon Hunter that gets nerfed. I think it's just one. Okay. And then we're also getting buffs. Now, how do you in general feel? I think that in this last year, since we've seen this move toward buffs and nerfs happening, that the first time they did buffs, it was a little rough. They, yeah. They struggled with that, but it feels like the team's got a better handle on buffing cards. I think that's And they're fair. not doing super accidentally broken stuff most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, they're like Yeah, the in the past uh year or so when they've buffed cards, they've been fairly conservative and you know, a couple of them will see play but generally not at a huge level or anything. So, yeah, I think they're they, they've learned their lesson from uh, LPG and are not reducing the cost of something by two and then finding out it's broken and raising it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now their idea on buffs this time is that they're looking at recent archetypes that didn't hit well. So the things that they expected people to play that they aren't. Yeah. So again, Hunter, Mage, Warrior. Mage, um, maybe decks with minions, maybe using new Uncle Tony. Ping Mage. I don't I don't know what's getting played. I know that in Wild, that uh, Secret Mage has basically disappeared. And yeah, Tempo like, Mage is gone. The <laughs> only Mage deck in standard is Quest Mage, which is all spells. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they... I think they would be pretty unwise if they buffed any spell. I think they just have to they have to exclusively buff minions. And so So do you think with the buffs across the board to Hunter Mage and Warrior that we're going to see a generalized push in the direction of getting this game to be back on the board and less quote unquote solitaire? I think that is a design goal, probably, yeah. Okay. So Mage, things with minions and yeah, I mean I I'd like to be able to play with the the new Uncle Tony. That'd be cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad right now. So yeah, they could knock him down a manner or two, and maybe that's playable now. <laughs> okay. So what's going on with Hunter? I've I've heard people talk about Rat King token stuff. I think I heard Blister Guy talking about it the other day as I was on my way walking to work. Um, but I've never seen this deck. I realize I could just go look up and see what Sadisi is doing, but yeah, that's it's... effortful. So what's going on in Hunter? I mean, the only deck 
So there are two decks people are actually playing. There's Face Hunter, which is good, and there's uh, Quest Hunter, which is like 48%, so it's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, Rat Token was like a bunch of cards in this set that like, you know, basically Kibler fans play and nobody else. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, The, yeah, like it's possible they try to buff the quest, but the problem with buffing the quest is that if you make it better, what you probably just make face hunter better and like i i don't think they want to do that um they're like they have occasionally printed like beast hunter stuff but i looked at i looked at a bunch of the cards and i was like i don't see any way to like make this viable i this needs more cards it doesn't need buffs whereas rat token stuff like maybe if you buff a few cards it gets there okay and then Warrior, uh, we've had Rush Warrior in the past. Yeah. Um, for quite a while, so they're probably fine with Rush Warrior not seeing a ton of play. Yeah. Um, what does that leave? That leaves Control Warrior, Pirate I, Warrior. Yeah. Like. Big yeah, Warrior. Yeah, this is the problem I have. It's like, <laughs> I guess they could buff Rush Warrior, but Rush Warrior was really good for like three expansions. So do they really want to buff it? I don't know. Like, maybe they do. Then like, it's possible they do. That that could happen. But it's like, I don't think they're going to try to buff the Control Warrior because people hate playing against that. If they buff the Pirates, that is going to affect Wild, where it's like the second or third best deck. And if they're banning the quest for Warlock, that it probably becomes the clear best deck, so they probably don't want to do that. Like, Big Warrior only really has one support card in Standard, and it's like, are they going to buff that? I don't know. So, like, Warrior has me scratching my head. I don't know what's going on with Warrior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I just pulled up the page to look at the Warrior card specifically just from Stormwind. Yeah. And there's a lot of pirate support, which plays into the quest, yeah. which... Honestly, the pirate quest in wild is quite good. Oh, yeah. I see like a little bit of mech stuff, um, but I see two things that aren't happening. And this might play into the big warrior idea. And that's cowardly grunt, which is a six mana, six, two with death rattle. Summon a minion from your deck. That seems like it would play into a big warrior kind of thing. Oh, I think I missed that when I was looking through the. Yeah. And then Lothar being the the legendary seven mana seven seven at the end of your turn, attack a random enemy minion. If it dies, you gain plus three plus three. Yeah. There's only uh, one of them. Yeah, I just card, don't though. know what the I just don't know what's out there. Yeah. Warriors like the design for warriors all over the place right now, and like you know they could try to rough wash warriors so people play it again and like. That would probably work, and it would probably be fine and reasonable for the meta, but, you know, it's also, like, people were kind of bored with that deck at the end of last expansion, so they really want to bring it back? I don't know. And if you buff Pirate Warrior or Quest Pirate Warrior in Standard, it's possibly also making the Wild version better. Yeah. So, again, balance in act, although they don't balance for Wild, so that's... Might not be one of their concerns, but it's something to think about just holistically gameplay wise. Yeah. Um, so 
that that's good. So we're going to see all of this happen on Tuesday. I believe that um, they've also said that keep our eyes peeled for the patch notes because they are also going to uh, feature changes not only for uh, constructed, but also for battlegrounds. And they will answer some popular questions about mercenaries. Yeah. Um, like, what is the game? That, that would be <laughs> like the start. Yes. Like, when, when, when do we when do we get to see more of the game? How much does it cost? So that's good because there is information coming. And I mean, we're not that far off. When does, when does battleground or not battlegrounds, when does mercenary supposed to launch? It's like the, I cannot 13, something like that. Like we're, I don't know. We're a few weeks out still, but it, we need more information. It's been two weeks of radio silence. So hopefully, hopefully these patch notes will be good. And again, with the patch being Tuesday, what we expect, maybe patch notes Monday. Uh, yeah, I, I would assume patch notes Monday. It might be early in the day, Tuesday, though. Yeah. So that's coming. Yeah. Uh, then we have to talk about something that's not so great. Yeah. And that's. So out of dot cards is a website that has been great for many different resources. I think specifically of being able to find things like duels decks. They are a pretty good news source. Um, they also tend to post things that are data mined or things that they, they get some leaked information and, and post and which to a certain extent, I haven't had an issue with up until recently yeah because usually it was the type of thing that we would get the patch at the end of the month they would data mine through and go oh hey we found out that there's this card back coming or we found this information in the current patch that we all got when we last updated and it told us this yeah i don't have a problem with data mining by opening up the files inside the client and digging through the information and the code there to find out stuff once that has been published to the live servers. Meaning that if you want to take a look at what the current client is that's installed on your PC and you want to figure out how to unzip all the files and look at the code and you learn something from it, I have no issue with that. 100% agree. The problem I have is they have in the last week posted a bunch of articles that has all sorts of information that they data mined from a quote unquote pre-release build that they got. Yeah. This is basically, and we don't know how they obtained this build. We don't know where this build came from. We don't know. Obviously it came from within blizzard at some point. And through whatever means, I don't know if they got it from a leak through the Chinese side or whatever, but the fact of the matter is they're publishing information that is not publicly available and it, it smacks almost of intellectual property theft when you start using pre-release code that is currently in development to then data mine and pull information and then spread what 
could ultimately be absolutely incorrect because it's not official and it isn't released. Yikes. Yeah, it's like, you know, and to be clear, as far as I know, nobody else is posting any of this information. So I think just they have the leak as far like I would. That is my assumption at this point. Like I, I, yeah, I obviously can't prove it, but like nobody else has posted anything as far as I know. So like it's probably I haven't seen anything on any of the other sites either. Um, for me, the, this crosses the line into a very gray to very black area of what you should ethically be doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Um, like leaks happen. Yeah, sure. I mean, like the the whole thing with like the leak discovery and and solving the card back from Celestalon because stuff was getting written into log files that wasn't supposed to be written like that happens. Yeah, but this is like it reminds me and I'm going to I'm going to come in the way back machine with me as the the old gamer years and years and years ago i lived in silicon valley during the dot-com bubble and everything that was going on there and i had friends that worked for electronic arts at the time and through them knowing people who knew people i ended up with a copy of a game that was never released Uh uh-huh it was playable it was obviously not fully done. Like not all the audio was complete. There was still things missing, but the game was playable. It was very clearly a beta version of a game for PlayStation that ultimately was canceled and never got a formal release. But not only did I have a copy, which I played, um, of course, cause Hey, cool. But at the same time, that data then also got leaked and then was spread all over the place and people were selling illegal copies of this game that you couldn't get. And ultimately, there were people that lost their jobs because of it. Now, if you're making the decision as an employee to take company intellectual property and to leak it, most likely intentionally to someone else. And then they go out and do things like that. That's really bad. There are some serious real world consequences. And I just, I don't know. I, I understand wanting the scoop and wanting to be like, this is the cool thing that we found because we got this thing that we're not supposed to have. But at the same time, if you're not supposed to have it, it's a bit concerning that you're publishing and you're like, well, I got a, a pre-release client. There is no pre-release client. There's the release client and there's the internal development client. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like I have no problem when they're like, somebody told me this is going to happen. It's like, uh, because like they could be wrong or somebody could change their mind or whatever. Like, but this is, the, you know, the company's work, the company's data that, you know, they're sifting through. This is not, I, I feel like this is different and I, I'm having trouble explaining why. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, there's one thing like leaks happen. I mean, yeah. if, and they can be completely innocuous. 
So we're going to say, and I'm, I'm not going to single out any particular developer because that's not fair. No. But let's say developer Steve. Developer Steve is working on Hearthstone and he says to a friend, oh yeah, yeah, I'm working on this really cool thing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not sharing what developer Steve thinks is sensitive or thinks is an issue, but then send friend tells another friend who tells a website and the website says developer Steve says X is coming. Yikes. Okay. Steve might be in trouble. Yeah. But again, that that's also could be hearsay. It could be whatever. That's much different than developer Steve going, Hey, here's a copy of something that's not released yet. Have fun. as a gamer and like as someone that that follows the industry and has and like it's cool some of the information that they've written about sounds really interesting yeah but how they obtained this and the way it's it's being disseminated it's not like this came out because of something that came out from an ama with dean my concern becomes where did this data come from? How was that data obtained? And the fact that this data is not public, especially so far in advance, if this was something that they wrote about today or tomorrow, and then all of this information is in the client patch that comes out on Tuesday. Okay, you somehow got something a few days early. I'd still question it, but the fact that this is potentially weeks early is concerning. And I bet you that not only us as gamers, but I bet you there are people at Blizzard and on Team 5 that are very concerned about this. Yeah, like there is a whole class of software that is developed to make leaking data like this harder like so like to catch people trying to leak data like this or you know uh, the whole system is a mess most of those software doesn't actually work but people try and spend lots of money trying like it, it you know and I have no doubt Blizzard is you know spends money on this <laughs> yeah and and I wonder part of this is too that this could be an issue with the fact that they are still working from home for the most part yeah that- I mean, this could, this could have been that a friend of the developer was visiting a developer and the developer had files locally and the friend saw them sitting on a desktop and took a copy. We, we don't know. Yeah. But I'm sure there are definitely some internal security conversations going on as well as them probably trying to track down how did this happen? Because if these quote unquote leaks are correct, they need to put a stop to it at the company. Um, it's unfortunate that we're having this conversation, but this this is one of those ones that ethics within the sphere of development, intellectual property rights, who owns what and what can be communicated by whom and when are, are kind of interesting conversations, but this is one that just, it, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, at I least 100% with agree. the facts that we have now. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yikes. With you. Um, 
that said, lots more stuff is coming our way soon. Yeah. So, oh, I, I have to talk about one more thing that's not in our notes. Um, it's been brought to my attention that I cannot speak appropriately. Oh. And that I have been confusing a character that recently had a book of mercenaries with either the body of water between Australia and a neighboring island, that island being Tasmania. That it is not Book of Mercenaries, Tasman. Nope. No, no, no. It's Book of Mercenaries, Tamson. Like Tammy, T-A-M, not... So, yes, there, there, was, there was someone who, who I adore and respect very much that was like, are you saying this the wrong way on purpose? And I'm like, no, you keep doing it. I'm like, okay, I understand. I will venture to do better. So Book of Mercenaries, Tam, Tam with an M, Tamsin, um, was also something that was talked about. Uh, some podcast talking about that they're possibly... Maybe you almost needed some sort of kind of upfront warning that it dealt with some mature themes and that like the last chapter or so blindsided some folks. Um, yeah, it got pretty dark. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that it's hard to kind of throw those out there and there's conversations to be had either way, but it's interesting that they, they did kind of go into a fairly dark space but then didn't just kind of left everyone hanging. So, um, wow. And we'll, we'll see what happens as we have more mercenaries as well. Um, have we had, have we had a book of mercenary scabs yet? Not yet. I am looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, wait a minute. He's, he's a chef and a mercenary and he's like, he's currently one of my favorite characters. And that's saying a lot because you know, I'm running yeah, him instead great. of Bay Lyra for the first time ever. Wow. That's getting you to switch your character off of Lyra. That, that is truly impressive. Chef scabs, man. He's my boy. Love him. So yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming. Um, hopefully we find out more about mercenaries this week. That is enough to maybe convince me that I either want to pre-order or I don't. Hopefully we'll get more information about actually maybe a demo or some sort of something to get us more excited. And uh, yeah, nerfs and buffs. So as our outro, last, last guess, with the nerfs and buffs, who's the big winner out of this? Uh, Death Rattle Demon Hunter. Ooh. Death Rattle Demon Hunter is the big winner. Okay. Okay. I I think that we're going to see after the nerfs and buffs shake out, I think that we're going to see Hunter come back up, but with, with something a little different. It's going to be a, a newish deck, but I think that we're going to see Hunter back up and people are going to be complaining and demanding that Face Hunter be nerfed next. Yeah. Face Hunter is very good right now. It is like I think it is only because they are nerfing a bunch of its best matchups that they're not nerfing it. Yeah. Um there's I, I don't remember the card, but it's like three mana, do three damage, your next hero power does more damage. Like aim shot, yeah. Skill. Yeah. 
that that card could get nerfed. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, that card is um, like, you know, when it was previewed, I thought, ooh, uh, like a new kill command. And it's like, no, it's better kill command. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I think we will see Hunter be the big winner in this outcome. But I guess we will know more next week. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Wow, well played.